welcome to Barren Not Broken. This is your host, Bonnie Ruth, and as always, I am very excited about today's episode. I have my friends Crystal and Kristen with me, and I have known Crystal for mm, over 20 years. I think we're probably closer to the, like, 24 mark. Okay, she's shaking her head, yes. Um, And then Kristen, I've known for, like, what, eight years now? Probably I met you through Crystal. So... Um, These are two awesome women of God, and um, we've just been sitting here chatting, and I'm really excited about this conversation because we are going to be talking about um, how do we navigate intimacy, SEX, um, during our season of trying to conceive or navigating just building a family, navigating even life transitions. Um, I think we can all agree that life transitions happen. And it can be difficult to navigate this topic. And so we want to have just an authentic conversation. So welcome, ladies. I'm so glad you're Thank here. Thank you for having us. <laughs> it's going to be you. fun. Um, we decided against the wine tonight so that we maybe are a little more filtered. We'll just go with <laughs> that's why we decided not to have it. Um, but I thank you all for being here. So why don't Kristen White tell us just a little bit about you and then Crystal, you tell us about you. Okay, great. Well, my name is Kristen Stansel, and wow, I am married, be nine years in July, and then we have three children now, um, ages four, three, and one. Awesome. Um, I'm a social marketer, so I create a lot of social media content, Yeah. and life is crazy and fun, Yeah. wild. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal. Um, Hi, I'm Crystal Sadler, and I am a mother of one. Um, Logan is four, and she is, well, she's not four yet. She's coming up on four. Yes, she's about She to. is um, our pride and joy. Um, my husband, Jason, and I have been married for 14 years, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah. been um, an interesting journey Yeah, with having a four-year-old and being married that many years. So um, I do mostly wedding cakes out of my home. So I'm a cake artist. I wouldn't call myself a baker. Yeah, Um, definitely a cake artist. so kind of all realms of creativity. Yeah. Um, But juggling that with a toddler that does not nap is craziness. Life is big. Life is big. Um, Well, you're a returning guest, Crystal. You've been on before. So you guys will be able to check. I think you were in 2020, so it's been a while. Um, but I'm just glad to have you both here. I think um, when I was kind of trying to think through, like, who would I want to tackle this conversation with, um, you guys immediately came to my mind. And I think part of that is just because um, we're all three very different. And I think that makes it more fun in that. But we also all very much value um uh, the journeys and the life that we've been on and the value system in which we've created. And even that looks different between the three of us, but we all have such a high value for the value systems that we've created in our lives. And so, um, yeah, I'm just excited to, to take on this conversation with y'all. Um, I think also we all have different dynamics, right? Crystal, you have one baby. Uh, Crystal, you have one baby. And Kristen, you have three and three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then we don't have any. So I thought it would be nice to kind of just take it from different perspectives and different journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think one of the biggest things, you guys correct me if you think I'm wrong, but 
navigating our intimate life as a married couple is its own topic in general. Um, like you've been married 14 years, nine years. I've been married just, just barely 21 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like, man, it can just look different in every season, but it's such, um, a vital piece of our relationship with our spouse. And so, um, taking that on from the perspective of how do you have, um, intimacy with your spouse when you're so focused on one thing? Um, and originally we talked about that just being like trying to conceive, like how do you have intimacy with your spouse when you're in a season and you're so honed in on trying to gain this one thing in your life and it's Mm -hmm. in its own right, taxing, exhausting, both financially, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And then you've got to be like, woohoo for some (laughs) fun time with the hubs. And sometimes that's just not how it feels. And so, um, but also I think interesting enough, we're all in life transition seasons of like, we have different things happening in our lives. And so that's in itself is weird to navigate. Right. So, um, I would love to just hear quickly from each of you, just kind of like your, um, trying to conceive journey, your infertility journey, like just briefly what that looked like for you guys, maybe just like how long and um, maybe any, any pursuit that you guys um, had in that. Like, for example, Jason and I, we never did like IVF or anything like that, mostly for reasons that I could just never get to that place. I wasn't well enough to get to that place. Um, I think everyone has just a different journey of what trying to conceive looks like. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about your journey. All right. Well, um, my husband and I got married when I was almost 29. Mm-hmm. So it was December before I turned 29. So at that point, I just already felt behind. Okay. And I felt behind because I was comparing myself to yeah. all my other friends who seemed yeah. like they've been married since their early 20s, yeah. already having children. Yeah. So we get married in our late 20s. I'm like approaching 30. So in my mind, I'm like, I should already be pregnant by now. Yeah. Right. But we had made the decision, like, our first year of marriage, we're not even going to think about it. Yeah. And so we did not try that first yeah. year. So comes the second year, we decided to start trying. Mm-hmm. And um, we'd already been off of any type of, like, protection birth or birth control for yeah. months at this point and hadn't gotten pregnant. Okay. So we officially start the trying. Um, I'm starting to learn. This is my first time to ever even learn about yeah. how the female body actually right? works. Right? Isn't that funny? Like, no one ever taught me. Nobody ever well, teaches. When you're, like, 13 in, in elementary school. Right. Yeah. You don't want to learn about, like, no. fluid. I think exactly. it's okay that I just went there. <laughs> totally. Okay. But they should be teaching should. that stuff. Yes. I'm like, this should be textbook. Even, like, yes. pre-count marriage pre-counseling yeah there's exactly just, so anyways I'm like <laughs> learning all these these words and terminology yeah. for the first time and trying yeah. to understand my body so there's an element of just like me trying to be really aware and that's just not really sexy in of itself yeah. anyway so anyways we start um about a year after we got married and then it was a whole year later mm. we've married about two years now when we're not pregnant and I, I start thinking like something might be wrong. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, we sought fertility specialist. Um, in my head, I kind of had a thought that it was myself because I had a severe eating disorder mm-hmm. when I was younger that nearly, I nearly lost my life yeah. to that. And so I had doctors telling me like, you'll never be able to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, it's me. I've ruined it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's my fault. Yeah. And so we go to the doctor and he basically tells us like, yeah, you're not going to get pregnant on your own. It's a very slim chance if you wow. do. 
so not life-giving, not positive. Yeah. Um, put us on, put me on some medications that I ended up finding out later I shouldn't have even been on. Mm. So I went through this whole other journey of being told by a specialist, like, just stop trying. Basically, yeah. they wanted me to make sure my health was okay. Yeah. Stop trying. Um, so at this point now, we're coming on like two and a half years okay. and I'm being told like don't even try yeah. anymore because yeah. until like your body is healthy yeah. and ready yeah and Crystal was there for that so you remember the yeah. like how yeah, frustrated I was yeah um so anyways beyond that we ended up moving to Texas and this is now like three years later find an incredible doctor here who just has this hunch that possibly I have endometriosis mm. decides to do a surgery yeah through the surgery, finds out that sure enough, I had endometriosis. Okay. Um, I can I can talk a little bit more even about the before and after of this. I'll share something more on this a little bit yeah. later. But um, anyways, I had the surgery, and then three months later, we were doing IUIs, and three months later, I got pregnant with my first child. Okay. So it was about a three-year yeah journey from yeah. like kind of the start to the point where we actually yeah. got pregnant. Yeah. But even in that, I mean, just so many like ups and downs. So many. And unknowns and like mm-hmm. self sabotaging of right. feeling like you've blamed you blaming yourself. Right. Um. And I mean, we'll come back to that in a little mm-hmm. bit. But I think just entering in that whole thing and thinking about intimacy, like there's a lot, there's right. a lot of layers that that can cause. Absolutely. For lack of a better way to say it, right now. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Miss Crystal. Yeah. So I, I know I've shared this before yeah. since I've been on um, podcasts before yeah. kind of our journey. So, um, we also lived in California, um, same time as, uh, Kristen and her hubby and, um, we're seeing the same doctor mm-hmm. and basically just going through, um, IUI after IUI. Yeah. I mean, it was like six or seven of them wow. in a row and it was just nothing. And, um, we too had tried for about a year okay because we were I was approaching 30 and I was kind of thinking like well surely we should try to start a family yeah. at some point like yeah. we've been married since we were 23 okay. and like we've done our traveling we've done yeah. everything we want to like yeah. this is like we should grow up and yeah. like start mm-hmm. a family like yeah. that's what we should do yeah and we, we did both want kids and yeah. so um for a year we hadn't gotten pregnant. I'm like, well, surely like we're doing everything we're supposed to correctly. Right. Like, but again, just as Kristen had mentioned, like you start like really truly breaking down the anatomy Mm -hmm. of your body and realizing like, crap, I didn't, I never needed to actually be on birth control if I knew the signs and I knew my body well Mm -hmm. enough. Right. And so I was kind of almost kicking myself. Like maybe I was on birth control too long. Mm. Like, I was on it for seven years before we even started trying to have a child. And even sometimes I would, I'd skip months that I didn't want to have a period or a cycle. And I would just take my pills and then not have, you know, um, a a cycle that month. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, did I do this to myself? Um, Kind of the, like, blaming that Kristen was saying. And so, um, you know, we, we sit down with this doctor and we're going over all the things and I'm like, okay, so you really truly have a three day window and like just realizing like, I didn't know my body well enough. Well, you know, a year goes by of doing these IUIs and being Mm. on medications, um, time, like timed intercourse and actually not even timed intercourse. Like 
him leaving a sample at the doctor's office of sperm and then me going there and them actually injecting it and laying on a table for 15 minutes with my like, you know, it's just like all these things that you're like, this is my life right now. This yeah. is so weird. Yeah. And so we too moved to Texas um, about six months after um, Stancil's moved. Yeah. Um, we moved and we were connected with a really awesome fertility doctor, not awesome. the same yeah. um, as hers. And um, they were so life giving and awesome. speaking. And I don't know if it's the difference between California and Texas or what, yeah. but they just like, you're going to have a baby. Like, do yeah. not stress. Like, yeah. just, like, it's going to be okay. Let's like, take we got this. And yeah. so we yeah. did IVF. Okay. Um, and yeah. basically had only two embryos from our um, from our retrieval um, that were grade A, freezable. And we did a transfer, and it didn't take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was, I wouldn't say devastated, but I was just in my mm-hmm. mind of, like, we only have one more. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. And so I wanted to take a break for a year yeah. of like no doctors, yeah. no shots. Yeah. Um, no, you know, for a week straight going in and yeah. being probed and poked at and, you know, all the things. Um, and so it was just this time of being able to just, excuse me, just like let the Lord yeah. do what he wanted to do. And we did get pregnant. Yeah. Um, and we lost the baby at 13 weeks. Yeah. Um, and so the beautiful thing is, is our doctors, like, at least, you know, yeah. that you, your body can sustain life. Yeah. Um, so that was a great thing that he was just yeah. pointing us to. And so, um, we did the transfer with our second embryo, which is our daughter, Logan, yeah. um, in 2018 in February. And we found out we were pregnant on Valentine's yeah. day. Um, so it was a crazy awesome. pregnancy, yeah. um, super healthy, great. But then the last part was scary. And yeah. We, had her way early and she was mini tiny peanut. Yeah. Um, and just to like, I guess fast forward because you know, here she's about to be four Yeah. and she's asking for a sibling Yeah. and we want to have more children, but yeah. it's just the struggle. And it's this like, God, I don't understand. Like I've trusted you yeah. for this. Yeah. And we've gone through IUIs over and over yeah. again with the same fertility doctor. Yeah. Probably about a year now. We've okay. um, we've done probably six, if not more. Oh, I don't know um, how you guys have done that. And then. Jason, my husband, really wants you know yeah. wants me to do IVF again. Yeah. And basically, the doctor's like, okay, these are the numbers we look at, and like back in 2016 when yeah. you did this compared to now your numbers aren't even half. Yeah. And he's like, that's telling me that we don't even have a 10% chance of retrieving eggs. Yeah. Like you have a low ovarian reserve and that's something that you've ever done right right or wrong. Right. right. God has given you what you have when you were like being developed in your mother's womb. So, um, so that for me was eye opening and it was also this like, okay, like we're still longing for a baby. Yeah. But I'm at a place I don't know that my husband's there quite yet. Yeah. But I'm at a place where, like, if God wants us to have another yeah. baby, like, I am fully at peace of, like, yeah. he will give us one. Yeah. Like, we don't have, like, we know what we need to do. Yeah. We know my body well enough yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know your body real well yeah. at this point. <laughs> I do. I mean, yes, but it's, like, but there's still that struggle yes. of, like, yeah. why? Yeah. Like, why Good don't question. we have another child? Yeah. And, like... Even, like, I can speak to this because Kristen's here next to me, like, 
watching your friends yeah. be able to like they struggle and then yeah. like being able to have yeah more babies and yeah. you're just like I don't understand God yeah and there is that like enemy that like oh yeah just mm-hmm. speaks lies yeah. of like jealousy and like yeah. like maybe yeah. they're a better mom than you yeah. or you just silly yeah. things yeah. and you're just like yeah. you have to know like what what is life giving and that's from the Lord yeah. and what is not is yeah. only from Satan yeah. um and so. And you have to shut those things yeah. down. Otherwise, yeah. it'll put a rift between you and your own friends, exactly. like your friendships. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, yeah, it's just been like it's almost like a a coming back around, yeah. circling to, back around yeah. um, to fertility yeah. all over again. The past yeah. like year and a half, because yeah. like yeah. we don't want in our minds we're like, Lord, we're gonna make the plans, you know, and you're gonna right. fulfill right. them, right, right. Um, and that's not how He works. But I just am like, I don't want to have a huge gap between yeah. my children. Yeah. And like, if that's the Lord's plan, like right. for us to have another baby, like yeah. that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. as we were joking, like I'm approaching forty. Yeah. Um, in a few short years, <laughs> and I'm just thinking, like, and I've I passed them by a few short years. <laughs> I don't want to have a baby after forty, and that's yeah. my own personal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's something that you. Nothing against yeah. anybody else that exactly. chooses that. Yeah. But I'm just like, okay, Lord, like it takes nine months to cook a baby. Yeah. Um, and so like. We're approaching that, like, mark of, like, not trying anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so where we will probably be in the position of where you are, where intimacy is something that's not because we're trying to conceive. Exactly. Um, And I know it's going to look different. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's true. I mean, I think um, we all have, we each have unique stories, Mm -hmm. right? And and you can look at, at each other and even having nothing to do with actually the person, right? But just that comparison can come in. And I think that's one of the biggest things um, that can be um, something that robs our intimacy mm-hmm. is that comparison. Mm-hmm. And and then the second thing, which you guys have both brought up, is um, it's not only just comparison, but it's our own feeling of shame. Right. Well, if I would have done this, or if I didn't do this, or maybe if I hadn't of, you know, or... If only I could, you know, and just shaming ourselves for what we have or have not done. And so those two things, I think as, especially as women, if we get down those trails, we're sucking out the ability to show up with capacity for intimacy. Absolutely. Because we are not even being able to connect with ourselves intimately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something for, for me personally where I am is I've spent so many years like feeling like my body is just broken. Um, I'm sitting here. I have crutches. I sprained. I literally feel that to like PTSD right now in this week. But um, to feel broken and as though like you then got to show up and love someone else and let someone else love your body that you feel is broken. Yeah. And I think that's just been one of the biggest mindset hurdles for me. Mm-hmm. And is still to this day of like, okay, now I'm in a new season. We are not trying to have children. We should be having like the best sex life ever, which we are getting there. But part of it for us wasn't just trying to conceive. So our story is that part of it was the physical issues that I dealt with. It was, I was in so much pain all the time or bleeding 15 days out of the month. So, and at the end, right before we had our miscarriage, I was bleeding 20 days out of every month Mm. for about six months. So how sexy is that? Like, nah, not at all. And also like your husband feels bad because he thinks he is going to break you or something (laughs) like, you know, so these are very real things that 
um, people navigate, you know, you're navigating, like feeling like blaming yourself, like, okay, I did this as a, as a kid, as a teenager, as a young person. And now, you know, I'm paying the price or my husband's paying the price or whatever, you know, and like you're saying, like, I shouldn't have been on birth control so long. Well, you know, it's hearsay. All of those Mm -hmm. things are hearsay. And so I think comparison and shaming ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, would be two huge things that rob us from showing up to be able to be intimate. Um, so tell me, and you guys pick who wants to answer first, but um, tell me a little bit about maybe one thing that you realized through trying to conceive through that that time with your husband that you knew, like, this is a roadblock for me. Like, I'm feeling nothing, or maybe it was insecurity, or maybe it was just so distracted by trying to conceive. What was something that was a hindrance for you guys in, in your intimacy? I know I totally went there. I can even start if it makes you feel better. <laughs> I think it's hard. I'm stumped on it because there's multiple things I could share. Do it. <laughs> so do it. When I hear one thing. Yeah, do it. Um, I think a huge hindrance for me personally, and there's multiple things I could share, but this yeah. first thing is just stress. Mm. Stress over, are we going to get pregnant? Stress yeah. over, did I ruin my body mm-hmm. and is my husband like like ashamed of me mm-hmm. or like is there something wrong with us is there yeah. a reason why like I just had we had so much stress mm-hmm. in our marriage at that point I had yeah. stress in my life over like business pursuits over mm-hmm. not being able to conceive um our we had been in a huge disagreement um yeah. for three years about whether we should stay in California or move to Texas. Okay. So our marriage was actually not in unity at the time. Yeah. So as far as like hindrance goes, I would just say even us not being aligned with one another. Yeah. Was a huge, and it's not fully related to necessarily trying to conceive, but looking back, I think it was a huge hindrance for us because there was so much stress around the topic. Yeah. Um, of all of all the topics of all the topics yeah. and then yeah. in my own stress I mean I get exhausted when I'm yeah. stressed like yeah. the last thing I want to do is go put on a cute yeah. little outfit for my husband yeah I want exactly brother, or like, him touch you <laughs> right I'd rather like slam a door and you yeah know, go work out or do something yeah. so anyways that was a huge burden yeah. for us in that season was just us not yeah. being aligned with one another yeah. and so yeah. um once we finally got and I mean I I hope that this could encourage one person who maybe is like in a similar situation. I had to get to a point for myself in our marriage where it's just like, Lord, I surrender. I don't know what the rip is between us. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know if maybe that was what was causing us right. to not yeah. get pregnant. Maybe yeah. we were just so stressed out, so out of alignment. Um, and I just surrendered to the Lord. I was like, God, I don't know why we're even married yeah. at this point. Yeah. Like, why did you put us together? Yeah. We don't even like each other right now. Right. Yeah, we're trying to conceive. Yeah. We don't even right? like each other. But I think that's so real. Let's yeah. go there for just a okay. second because I think <laughs> I think that's just very real. Like, you have so many times where you're literally, I think that rift is a good example right. of you're not in unity. Mm-hmm. You, you've got a rift, whatever that might be. It could be trying to conceive or it could be living in Texas and California. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also have this like place in where you're like, do I even like you right now? Like, why would I want to have right. a kid? But yet you're pushing past the red flags or the things that are screaming it for your attention. Mm-hmm. And I think we often ignore those and we pursue the other thing because it seems like it would be easier. Right. 
And I think, sadly, what I have seen, and one reason why Jason and I are so passionate about helping couples in this area is because, I mean, to be frank, like, our story is not what everybody's story they would want it to be when it comes to, like, trying to have kids. Mm -hmm. But the reality is I've got my marriage. Mm -hmm. It is not perfect, and we have a counselor that we meet with often, still 21 years in. Um, But... I have I have a great marriage and I have I have my husband mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think um, had we not fought for that first we would be where we are today mm-hmm. and I think it's sad that oftentimes what happens is you don't fight for the unity you don't fight for that rift to be removed and you're fighting for that one thing and then what happens when it comes right. more rifts come in more disunity comes in more stress comes in mm-hmm. and then it's just pulling you further and further apart sure. and so what i think is amazing is that i know you you guys imperfect also over there like none of us are perfect in this conversation by any means but you are continuing to work on okay mm-hmm. What does a healthy marriage look like? How do we get in unity? God, I surrender, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing that because I Absolutely. think that's I think that's pretty key in this conversation of if you aren't unified, and that can be on anything, mm-hmm. right? Like um, it can be on seasons of time. It can even be on having the baby. I mean, let, let's, chat, let's chat about what you mentioned a while ago. Like you guys are not necessarily in the same place. Now that doesn't mean you necessarily have disunity, but your timing or your perspective is very different. And part of that's personality, some of that's it's a variable of things, right? But Crystal for you guys, like y'all are having to navigate that very thing right now on okay, what is if we don't necessarily see it the same way because that's pretty normal in marriage. Let's just give everybody grace to not see everything right. the same way. Mm-hmm. Um but you guys are having to navigate that. How do we be in unity? but not seeing something the same way. And that's that's not easy. And we ha- when you figure that out, please okay, tell me. Great. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have some tips for me. I'm like... <laughs> um, okay. Well, first of all, I just want to say that, like, and maybe I'm the exception, but I feel like I'm not in the fact that most women are not sexually charged the way that men are. No, exactly. And so for us, like, we're not like, ooh let's have sex every single day of the yeah, week, yeah. all the time, yeah. on the kitchen table. Like, yeah. no, yeah. and especially when kids come into the picture. Yeah. But, like, like, it's just something that I personally have always had to, like, put effort towards. Yeah. Um, I'm like, if I don't do this, yeah. then my husband's going to look for it in something else, whether yeah. it's pornography or somebody yeah. else. And so it almost even, like, trying to... To not even trying to conceive, yeah. but just in general, it's yeah. like almost becomes a chore yeah. of like, I have to do this because. Yeah. And so, like, learning to have a mind shift of like, I get to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether, like I said, whether you're trying to conceive yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. Um, this can be fun. Yeah. Um, this can be enjoyable. Like, exactly. it's not just like mm-hmm. to fulfill him. Yeah. Um, which we have, we have throughout the years talked things out like yeah like, do not do that I don't yeah. like that yeah like, whoa I didn't know that I'm like yeah. okay well I'm letting you know now yeah and he's like okay Good. so yeah. so like yeah. really truly being able to talk things yes out and not fake it like yeah. oh that feels so good. like because well, like, then you are making real. it about the other person and not right. about you together correct which if you're both not having fun and sex like really I mean 
why do it? Why do it? Right, right. Except like, for him. Yeah, right. and there are he's times... he's probably going to have fun no matter what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but at the same time, they don't have fun when they know we're not showing up authentically. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't want it, like, that's something Jason and I talked about early on. He's like, even if you don't want it, like, just don't be a jerk about it, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If you're cool, because I do, and you're willing to, like, engage in that, then it's okay if you... You don't have to have an orgasm every time. Yeah. You don't have to, like feel pleasure every single time, but I want to be with you. And obviously, you know, consensual, let's just put that out there and clear clear the air on that. We don't got to cover that. But like, I'm not always going to want it, but doesn't mean that if he does, I can't, I can't show up up and be there um, and be a part and, Mm -hmm. and engage in that. But I'm not going to feel it the same way. But there's times where it's the same. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, you're not really like in the mood. And, you know, I mean, it's rarely that direction, let's just be honest. But, like, but it's, it's happened. It's happened. Um, and so we just have to, we've just decided, like, okay, let's just not be jerks about it, for one. Mm-hmm. Let's be willing. And then if we aren't, if we don't feel good, if we are just really have had a hard day and we can't show up, then just be honest yeah. in a kind way. Like, hey, could we in the morning instead of tonight? Yeah. Or vice versa. Or like, I'm, I'm not a morning sex person. I'm just going to throw that <laughs> yeah. out there. Like, I, I actually, it just drives me crazy. <laughs> and so um, now if it's late morning, we don't have kids so we can lay in bed till like 10 a.m. Okay, I'm fine. I'm there with you. But like, <laughs> what <is> just, <laughs> just, I know. That's that's a luxury I get. That's you a luxury get a I get. Yes. Um, amazing. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just, I, I have to not be... I, one, I have to be willing to say it, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Two, I have to be willing to engage sometimes when it's not about me. Right. But then I've, I've got to be able to be honest so it can be about me. Yeah. Right. You know, that's a give and take. That's what intimacy is all about. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that, Crystal, yeah, because really I, think, I think you just have to realize that it's not just showing up for him and making it all about pleasing him. I think you've got, if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what you like, you better figure it out. And I said this um, on a, I was on someone else's podcast interview uh, talking about this topic. And I, of course, you know me, I don't mind saying anything. I was like, so really the reality is if you are willing to know like your mucus levels and have people all up in there in all different kind of ways to try to have a kid, but you don't want to figure out what you need, then there's a problem. Right. Like mm-hmm. if you know your body so well that you know exactly how to make attempts to get pregnant, Mm -hmm. but you don't know your body or what pleases you in a way in which to engage your husband, that's backwards. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that we find pleasure, that we know what that looks like, Mm -hmm. that we communicate what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm still learning that. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm 21 years in. I'm not going to act like I've got that down by any means. And Mm -hmm. I feel behind. You know, you were mentioning earlier, Kristen, like, how you feel behind, uh, you felt behind when you guys started trying to conceive. And I feel that way right now in like trying to feel like sexy and intimate with my husband because I've spent so many years with my body just like not even being able to show up in that capacity. And granted, we've had to talk about what are ways that we can be intimate? Like what, maybe we can't have intercourse, but what is this going to look like for us? What are we comfortable with? Mm -hmm. And so if we can have those conversations again around that whole like trying to conceive topic, IUIs, IVFs, you know, Lupron, like all the things that you have to Mm -hmm. do, 
um, I think we should be able to talk about, hey, what does intimacy look like for us right. in this season? And I do think it's seasonal. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you guys each say in what, what we just talked about? What is one of the mindset shifts? Because you both mentioned mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. Kind of what has been that or maybe that what, what was it or what is it that you've had or that you need in this area? Well, I think uh, a shift that I had, and and I still have to keep reminding myself of it, is that, um, like, we're not using each other. That's like, great. Because you really do get to a place, especially when you're like, okay, it's that time of month. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't always feel yeah in that three-day window, yeah. like, it's the best time. Yeah. Or, like, I'm not always feeling like, yes, like, yeah. I want this. And he's probably not feeling like, wow, this is so sexy, babe. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's like, yeah. oh, what? Like, you need me? You know, yeah. and so, like, it was this, it's just a shift of, like, um, kind of how you said earlier, like, just talking it out, but, like, you might not want to, mm-hmm. um, but you show up. Um, and we joke and it's between us, but like, um, like if one of us is not in, like I said, like you said, like it's usually me that's the one that's the unwilling party or the less willing, um, but we'll be like, you know, like how about a quickie? Yeah. You know, like same thing. It gets, you know, it gets the job done. Yeah. We're not trying to have all this foreplay and like everybody feeling great. We don't got to light the candles. Um, Like it's just like. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, and we agree upon that. Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. talk it and we're like, let's, yeah. you know, like, a quickie? I'm like, yeah. sure. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's usually me that's like, yeah, yeah sure. Like, yeah. why not? And yeah. so, um, like, just being able to not feel, like, trying to conceive. I'm yeah. specifically trying yeah. talking about that. Like, like you're using each other. Yeah. Because good. you do get in this rhythm it's of, really like, good, it's this time of month. This is our yeah. window. We have three days. Really, yeah. like, mm-hmm. Not even, but yeah. you can kind of go around five if you want to, like, 72-hour yeah. window, mm-hmm. right. three and after. But, um, you know, it's just, like, we have to do it, and we have to do it this time and this time. And, like, instead of, like, having that, like, agenda and, like, talking that way even to yeah, each other. Good. It's not talking that way. That's like, not so talking good. that way. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's just, like, hey, like, I'm ovulating. And yeah. then he's, like, oh, you are? <laughs> like, because that's, like, exciting time. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. That's like, oh, you're like, gonna feel something real good. Yeah. So, um, so it's more the way that I approach it and how yeah, I like to talk about it mm-hmm. instead of this like we have to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we have we have to do it these next you know four days or five yeah. days or whatever. Right. And so it's more of like, hey, like yeah. I'm mm-hmm. ovulating yeah. and like, oh, you are okay, great. Yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. just take all the things off my calendar yeah. for the evening. Like we're not Netflixing, yeah, or, you know, or. Yeah. Yeah. playing video games or staying up late and you yeah. know whatever like it's like yeah. oh we're making it a point to put our daughter to bed yeah. and just spend the evening yeah whether we watch a show yeah you know together and yeah. then yeah you know whatever but it's like this is our time yeah and it's designated specifically yeah. those three to yeah. five days yeah mm-hmm. so yeah and I think that's smart like find it you guys found a rhythm that works for you and, you know, we do the same thing. We'll be like, I'm like, a quickie with that? Like, I'm totally here for you. I don't need to, I don't need to feel anything right now. Yeah. Um, 
now I, I don't have to say that anymore because we've pre-discussed what it means. So like, because otherwise that kind of ruins the, the mood. So let's yeah. just let's just throw that out there for everybody. Don't say I don't need it, you know. Um, and, and then there are times where I'm like, hey, like I'm so tired, but like, great, you know, um, this or that or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm not sure how, I've never gotten super detailed on here. So I'm trying to think about like, how there I want to go. Um, but there's other things you can do. So I just think be in unity on that. Mm-hmm. Like know, have the conversations in advance before it's the moment. Right. Because in the moment, it, it can hurt feelings. And mm-hmm. as macho as dudes are, this is the area in which they can get their heart crushed. Right. And um, and where it can feel so um, emasculating. Yeah. And so have the conversations in a time that's not then. Mm-hmm. And know what to say. Ask them, like, hey, what will make you feel like I'm with you and I love you right. and honoring to you, but also honoring to myself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think both are important. So I love that. Have the conversation, like know kind of what works and what your rhythm is. Is this a quickie time? Like, am I in the mood? And and then I have to say this. I have to give credit. Like Jason's, we're kind of in this season where I feel like Jason's like leading me really well in this and that I've spent so many years not in the mood yeah. because of how I felt physically that I don't even know sometimes when I'm in the mood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, but his sneaky little booger is figuring it out. <laughs> he's figuring it out. And so he's like, babe, just trust me. And I'm like, okay. And so we make out for a while, and then it's amazing. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was I so good. Like, I'm so thankful that you had me do that. He's like, I didn't have you do it. I invited you to do it. Oh, that's okay. I like okay. okay. Yes. You know, so it's like the reality is there's sometimes where we are so busy, and you said it really well earlier, Kristen, like when you're stressed, you're tired, and you're distracted, and I think like, we have to realize that we put our minds in so many other places, mm-hmm. especially when we're trying to conceive. Right. Our minds and our emotions are all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we have left very minimal space for the person who we want to have this child with. Right. Who we want to create life with, we've left no space to create mm-hmm. it. And that's what saddens me, is it's mm-hmm. it's so life-crushing, and yet we're supposed to be creating life together. Right. And the only way we can do that together is to be together. And so um, I think it's important that we learn to realize that we may actually really enjoy it. And not, quote, being in the mood is actually not the truth. Mm -hmm. We've just told ourselves that so we don't have to engage in a space in which we've left no space for. That's really Mm -hmm. good. And so I think we have, that's the mindset shift. Mm that I'm even having to do right now is wait, you've spent so many years where you had to shut that off Mm -hmm. because you couldn't do it or you couldn't feel it. I mean, there's treatments that I've done where I literally couldn't even feel if Jason was inside me. Mm -hmm. So to have that experience and be like trying to be intimate with your husband, it's literally almost impossible. I mean, I'll never forget one time um, I was on a treatment and literally Everything was just so shut off that I could not tell if he was inside. And I literally started crying because I was like, babe, I can't even feel you. Wow. Like, I don't I don't know how to be with you right now. And I mean, of course, it was like the worst moment ever for both of right, us. Right. Like, mood killer of the year. But but I, I was like, I can't not tell him that I don't even know what to do right now. Mm-hmm. 
And so when you're in places like that, it's so important that intimacy then shifts to being honest. Yeah. And, but all that to say, there are just, I'm having to recreate space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it almost makes me emotional. Recreate space and recreate my, my mind mm-hmm. to see and to think and to understand new. Yeah. Um, because where we are and where we're going is not where we've been. Mm-hmm. And I don't, it, whether that's around having kids or not, I think that's in marriage, like seasons of life that we go mm-hmm. through. We've got to create space um, to find find that with each other. That is so good. Because um, it's hard. It's right. hard to, to know yourself. It's hard to stop and be awake enough to yourself that you can be awake to what you actually need. Right. Um, so on that note... What do you guys feel, um, so we kind of asked, like, kind of, oh, wait, did you get to answer the mindset? You did. I did not answer Okay, okay, me and Crystal (laughs) just took over. Although, to be completely honest, I was like, it's fine if they don't ask me this question, because I had shared a little bit earlier that this question right here, I'm like, I do not have the answer to. I cannot tell you what my mind shift ever was, because... It's been this constant changing of seasons, like yeah. you're saying. Right. Every season is different. Yeah. So what I I did share earlier, um, whenever we found out I had endometriosis and I had to have surgery for this. So prior to that, um, and this all goes back to the communication aspect of it. Um, yeah. I was in so much pain every time we had sex. Yeah. Like, I thought that was normal. I thought mm-hmm. I just didn't like sex. Okay. Like, like I. I did but too I was for still a long time. Yeah. Newly married. Yeah. We were only one and two years married. Yeah. And. You know, so going into that, I was real like resistant mm. to have sex because yeah. I was in so much pain. Yeah, and I of course. just was like, well, this is not fun. Of course, at all. yeah. Um, and I would kind of dread it because I'm like, this is gonna be painful. So, yeah. anyways, in that season, um, like I had mentioned earlier, we were in so much disunity, but we were talking to our pastors. They yeah. were counseling us through the whole everything we were going through with yeah. where we wanted to live and where we wanted to raise a family once yeah. we had a family. So one of the things they had just told us, and this was like their safe zone for their marriage and they share this in all their marriage counseling mm-hmm. is 72 hours. Like every 72 hours yeah. you want to connect intimately. And yeah. that way, like even if you don't feel like it, and I yeah. feel like he's speaking more to the women because a lot of times it is a yeah. woman that's not yeah. feeling it. Yeah. Like, just make it happen. Because yeah. even if you're in a disagreement or a fight or an argument, when you connect physically, you're yeah. still connecting spiritually. Yeah. And you're in unity, even if your minds are not yeah. aligning with one another. Yeah. And so, it wasn't so much that I had a mindset shift, because I feel like I just struggled so much with intimacy, feeling so much pain. Yeah, of course. Dealing with yeah. the past of, like, things that I had chosen to do prior to getting married. Yeah. Um, other relationships that I had and so the combination of the yeah. emotional and physical everything yeah. was just like this <laughs> explosion of issues that we had yeah. revolving around intimacy yeah. keeping us from being intimate so anyways yeah. we I don't know that I ever had yeah. a mindset shift per se in that season yeah um it was more of just this decision to yeah. no matter what time of the month it is yeah. it's Every 72 hours, have we connected? Yeah. And if yeah. not, one of us needs to make a move. And yeah. our our pastors were amazing, and they would follow up with us. Like, yeah. how's your marriage going? Are you yeah. guys actually, like, connecting yeah. intimately? And I'm like, that's the best thing you can do is have somebody in your life yeah. that's asking you those types of yeah. questions yeah. because, you know, it's a private thing. If it's private, then yeah. the enemy can use that to um, 
like basically trap you in that yeah. mindset and like yeah. not I don't know so anyways I kind of fumbled right there no no that, but, was, um, no that was really good so that was just kind of a decision that we had made was yeah. like no matter what time of the month it is we are going to connect and yes yeah. and it ended up being fun it yeah. was a that was a good season for us yeah. even though I was still in pain yeah. I can look back and be like that was really fun yeah well and you got answers you realize yeah. like okay wait this isn't this isn't okay that I'm hurting right um, and, and I think one thing that you just said was really good is like, you know, the whole 72 hour thing. I think ev- every couple has to find that, okay, what's that rhythm where even if we aren't on the same page and like some bigger things in life, what's the rhythm that we know we have to bring our hearts together. Right. And our hearts come together both through communication and through sex. And so what is that rhythm for, for each couple listening? Like, what is the time? Is it 72 hours? Is it 48 hours? Is it whatever, you know? Um, and I think as long as you're in unity with that and you know that you're coming back together in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, I hope people are hearing, because I had the same thing as you, Kristen. I didn't know that it wasn't normal, that it, right. shouldn't, it shouldn't hurt. Um, and so that's also like how everything started for me where I'm like, well, this isn't freaking fun. This is horrible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so realizing, I hope anyone who's listening that might need Mm -hmm. to hear that, like, it's not normal. Yeah. (laughs) Go get some help. Mm -hmm. Um, You should have an orgasm and pleasure Mm -hmm. and enjoy sex because it's Mm -hmm. awesome and um, you don't have to live in pain, you know? Um, And again, I, I can relate to that. And I know there are seasons where pain might be longer and you do have, it's not 72 hours, you know, because I, I would I would totally agree with that. I'm not disagreeing with your pastors. But I also want to throw a caveat in of couples like us where, I mean, we could have, it could be a week before I was not in pain from whatever was right. happening. Right. So that's why I say like you, wherever you are in your journey mm-hmm. and wherever you are in your own rhythm within your marriage, just make sure you are coming together in some capacity so with communication and with sex because, um, physical intimacy and emotional intimacy without that, what is your relationship? Right. You know, um, all things flow out of that place. <laughs>